What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 1st, 2021, a Widow Wednesday. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One at Gary Widow. Good morning. How are you? Happy Wednesday. I'm, I'm excellent, Gary. I'm happy Wednesday to you, too. Happy you could be here for it, as always. How have you been? I, my mom was in town, so I worked a light I schedule on, what a, on what Friday and Thursday. And so like, I feel like I've been gone from content for like 15 weeks. I feel like, how was how was it to uh, be able to see your mom after all this? This is one of the nice things, like nature's healing, right? We get to see our sure. family members. Things are slowly getting back to normal. That must have been a it real treat to you. Oh, yeah, it was huge. You know what I mean? It's been, we haven't seen each other since 2019. What I think it was that she hadn't been out here since like September 2019. And because it was going to be that we were going to go see her like at the end of March 2020. Like we, if you remember, we were right. gearing up. I had a whole thing with Austin Creed. We were gonna do uh, go to SmackDown in Chicago and do a whole bunch of stupid shit there with uh, my friends and family. <laughs> and then uh, the closer we got, the more this uh, coronavirus looked like it was gonna be a thing. And it was a thing, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, yep, yep. You but have no, a good relationship good. with your mom. You get on well. Yeah, you can hear all about our relationship on Kind of Funny Podcast. It's up right now, Gary. I don't, mean, I don't need two hours of it, you know. I saw that you had her as a guest on the on the podcast. That's very, very cool. It was very cool. It was good to see her, good to have her by, good to hang out with her all week. Yeah. What would you get into this weekend? Um, we just kind of lazed around a little bit. Season two of Bluey, a.k.a. the best show on television, just dropped on Bluey? Disney+. Plus. Bluey? Never heard of it. Bluey, L- listen, when your little one arrives, you are going to discover all about Bluey, my I'm friend. Sure I will. There's no, I'm there's sure no I will. reason to wait. It's good for all ages. It's on well, Disney. I don't want to be burned out. You it's know what I mean? The, I want to I become you fans with him. Burn out on, you can't burn out on Bluey. You can only bliss out. Oh, wow. Uh, best show, for, for anyone out there, any kind of funny best friends, if you have Disney Plus, go check out a show called Bluey. Best show on okay. TV. Okay. Um, okay. So we kind of binge watched a bit of that. I did a bit of cooking. I cooked a nice um, Japanese beef curry. Oh. Uh, which came out quite oh, well. Uh, what else? Did a bit, you know, just did a bit, of, you know, just boring grocery shit, just catching up. Like, again, as you will soon discover, Greg, when you got those kiddies, yeah. free time is just about relaxing and resting and getting your, Recuperation. you know, yeah. getting, you know, getting your head back together because it's a constant, never ending uh, uh, struggle of, of joy. And and uh, <laughs> it was going dark, and you brought it back to the light. Yeah, I was trying to because me and my wife listen sometimes. I try to sure, try to oh, keep yeah. it positive. You can text um, me the real stuff. You can text me the real shit. About, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, three three day week. You know, it's always nice to have that. And then this is the last week of school for my kid as well. So she only has two oh, wow. more days, and then she's off again. And then you know, we'll we'll find some fun family stuff uh, to do together. But uh, yeah, good good times. Kevin, you went to Napa. How was that? It was good. It was good. Yeah. A lot of hiking with the dog. That was cool. We did yeah. some off leash stuff. That was scary, okay. but he was all right. Sure. We handled it. What about the ticks? What do we? What are, what is the tick situation? Ah, uh, like? no, no ticks, no ticks. He's got the uh, the tick okay. pill. You know, you give him a pill. Sure. Tick sure, bites yeah, yeah. in there, dead. That's what we're taking care what of. What I business. appreciated, the, what I appreciated about your Napa adventure, Kevin, was two specific story frames on your Instagram. One was you not complaining, but pointing out that it was 96 degrees, like it was really, really hot up there. So and then the next frame was you having a cup of chowder. <laughs> like, chowder? Like, you know what? Fuck it. It's 96 degrees, but I'm still having a bowl of soup. All no, right? I, I, I can't remember. I wrote it in there, but the, the chowder was chilled. So good. One of the best. Exp- yeah, really? It was co- cold, cold chowder. Cold corn chowder. And it was. Oh, that sounds gross. And yeah, that, yeah. Not that well, I'm trying okay. to. I, this is me. I know, I'm weird. I'm weird. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's it, it's weird sounding. It's weird sounding. Okay. But it okay, was. Good. 
I wonder exactly if that's like a gazpacho where like, cause it's, is it, 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 do you think it's just, is that a different, do you think they prepare that differently than a, a corn chow? Do you want or do they just not bother it's eating much, it up? It's much thinner. It's much thinner. Right. Than so it is more like a gazpacho. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was chilled and chilling to your body. 96 degrees outside. My body couldn't tell because it was so chilled by this soup. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would try it. I would try it. I like corn chowder. Uh, I wouldn't uh, try it, but that's just me. Uh, right now, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, there is a poll going. Cold chowder, yum or gross? Go ahead and vote in that. I kind of feel like the risk reward on trying something new is always in favor of reward like try try like try taste if you don't like it you know you don't it's like done, it what's yeah. the harm but it's if you like it deal. you discovered something new mm-hmm. well what if that was like your meal and that was your shot and you had it and then it's bad and then you know uh, now you gotta go hiking appetizer. with this dog that was just my appetizer again this uh, kevin for, this is not lunch, an indictment of you i'm proud of you lunch, you're a very brave individual too hot paella? too hot yeah too hot too hot too spicy or too warm no no too warm it okay. came on like a sizzling plate and i was just like fuck 96 yeah, degrees. Mistake. I don't need this. Should have been like Paula, right? She got a head of iceberg lettuce and just ate that like an apple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what vegetarians eat. <laughs> uh, let's talk about video games, ladies and gentlemen. How about how the, the fact that Far Cry 6 is indeed political? That we have our first kind of look at Kate Blanchett in the Borderlands movie and more pre E3 dates and times for you. We're going to get into all of this and more because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news need to know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write in with your questions your comments your concerns everything under the daily video game sun and of course on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do you can get exclusive access to the next gen podcast uh, to the q a from last month with me all the stuff we do over there that only patrons can get however if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like the nanobiologist is the dark knight or dark knight 6678 is and jacob stoddy is if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you as i pointed out my mom visited for the first time since 2019 it came on the kind of funny podcast you can check it out on youtube.com slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe to hear about my old comic strips uh the copyright i forgot all about and nick's best jokes directed at my high school dance photos if that wasn't enough for you yesterday the one and only roger pokorny from kind of funny put up an amazing edit of our knockout city exploits from last week you can check that out at youtube.com slash kind of funny games he boiled it all down to 20 20 minutes of fun knockout city action as we went up against the developers of the I game. I forgot to ask, how'd you get on against the devs? You know, it doesn't matter. Our logo's in the game. <laughs> they murdered Thank us. Thank you. You just it told me everything I need to know. It wasn't even close, Gary. It was sad. It was like watching a child fight like a full-blown yeah. gladiator. <laughs> Pretty much exactly as I predicted. Yeah. I spoke, you know, because Barrett does the X-Cast with mm-hmm. us at the end of the week, and he that was what we were rolling into. Was the, I said, what are you doing this week? He goes, oh, we're going to play... Um, against the devs. And I said, you know, you're going to, like, unless they decide to go easy on you, you're going to get fucking whooped. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. 
Yeah, pretty much as a one point. For the record, we got the first point. We got first blood. So I think that should count for something. Yeah, it was the last point for like 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. They were so good. Oh my God. Losing to the people that designed and built the game. I'm glad they didn't pull punches. Then they hung out and played with us for the rest of the stream. So Knockout City, of course, fantastic. We're going to talk about Knockout City and something they're doing that's fantastic for Pride Month in just a second. But we'll go a little bit further into the show to talk to you about that. As I said, that's a YouTube.com slash kind of funny games exclusive please go over there watch it support roger uh right now kevin if you can throw this tweet up we do have some other breaking news for you the one and only busiest lady in the business andrea renee is a mommy uh congratulations to her uh she has to get a Twitter whole lot today. busier Exactly. She announced today the the birth of her daughter, Charlotte, a.k.a. Charlie. Uh, There is a harrowing post up there because nothing in Andrea's life with pregnancy can be easy. The Drakes Uh, don't do anything the easy way, do they? They do it the memorable way, you know? And so uh, Charlie's, in fact, four weeks premature, uh, four weeks early. Uh, Andrea had to have an emergency C-section and a number of other surgeries uh, because, once again, her uh, intestines, I think, were not doing so hot over there. So please go over there. Send some love to Andrea Renee, the busiest lady in the business. Congratulate her and, of course, john on their brand spanking new daughter looks uh, like it's a great excited. beautiful baby which is hard to believe when you have john involved but of course andrea <laughs> you know who do you think the baby looks more like <laughs> well i mean like uh, well hold on let me look at it looking at it right now. you can I mean, see both, john in there you know, i can see john in the eyes glamorous sure. people of course you can see yeah. john in the eyes it looks like a baby right now give it a couple like years to like have a face, you know what I mean? Well, isn't like, that, look that's like, the thing, right? It's supposed to look more like the dad in the front, so the dad's like, oh, nah, like, you know, that's, like, that's, like, that's malarkey. Is that a wife's tale? Yeah, okay. We should get out of here, too, because I remember one time Jerry, when we had a similar conversation, Gary had to go, go and apologize to the Drakes. Not about babies, just <laughs> yeah. about their marriage. I can't remember. No, 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 no. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Thank you to our Patreon producers. Uh, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today, we are brought to you by DoorDash and Magic Spoon, but I'll tell you about that later. For now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. Ah, baker's dozen. And as an appetizer for you, Kevin, I'll let you know that the chat did decide that cold chowder is gross. 69%. Well, the chat's full of a bunch of idiots that are afraid to experiment. I can pretty much guarantee that a very, very few of those people have ever actually tried it they just think what they say is we think it would be gross Mm -hmm. and they're a bunch of idiots because as you know the resident fat kid right now i'm the Uh one that ate it and it was delicious my kids are very picky either i said to her over the i was trying to get my kid to try something new over the weekend and i said to her and you know i'll make the same point to all the best friends right now every single food that you like is something that you once tried for the first time so try Going try new first. things. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> Number one on the Roper Report. Okay, okay, okay. Far Cry 6 is political. Uh, obviously, this is a Tuesday, meaning a whole bunch of news has happened since Friday. But one of the dust-ups we had over the weekend was the gamer had an interview uh, with... Uh, he actually wrote the letter on my three. Their narrative director here, uh, Navid... Uh, uh, Kavari, who is the narrative director on Far Cry 6, and basically the gamer was like, oh, they're saying this game isn't political. Uh, Navid and Ubisoft cr- wrote in really quick, and the, the gamer changed their article to clarify what it was, which basically was them saying, this game isn't making a political statement about Cuba, but what originally got reported was Far Cry 6 isn't political. It isn't trying to make a political statement. And like I said, they came back and corrected to the gamer, no, 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 
we're, we were trying to say it's not making a political statement about what's happening in Cuba. What the Gamers article now reads as is this. Uh, when we come out of that, and this is a, a novice quote, uh, when we come out of that, it wasn't that we felt we had to do Cuba. When we came out of that, sorry, it wasn't that we felt we had to do Cuba. We realized it's a complicated island, and our game doesn't want to make a political statement about what's happening in Cuba specifically. However, of course, by this point, the headlines were out there, the tweets were out there, everybody was reporting. Far Cry 6 uh, developers are saying this game is not, not making a political statement. This game is not political, to which everybody was like, what the fuck? It's talking about a revolution. It's talking about all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, as if this uh, correction to the gamer wasn't enough, uh, Novin and Ubisoft put up the following letter, written from Novin. Our story is political. A story about a modern revolution must be. There are hard, relevant discussions in Far Cry 6 about the conditions that lead to the rise of fascism in a nation, the costs of imperialism, forced labor, the need for free and fair elections, LGBTQ plus rights, and more within the context of Yara, a fictional island in the Caribbean. My goal was to empower our team to be fearless in the story we were telling, and we worked incredibly hard to do this over the last five years. We also tried to be very careful about how we approached our inspirations, which include Cuba, but also other countries around the world that have experienced political revolutions in their histories. In our approach, we made sure to seek creators and collaborators for our team who can speak personally to the history and cultures of the regions we were inspired by. We also brought in, I'm sorry, brought on experts and consultants to examine the game story multiple times over the course of the project to make sure it was being told with sensitivity. It is not for me to decide if we succeeded, but I can say we absolutely tried. The conversations and research done on the uh, perspectives of those who fought revolutions in the late 1950s, early 1960s, and beyond are absolutely reflected in our story and characters. But if anyone is seeking a simplified, binary political statement specifically on the current political climate in Cuba, they won't find it. I am from a family that has endured the consequences of revolution. I have debated revolution over the dinner table my entire life. I can only speak for myself, but it is a complex subject that should never be boiled down to one quote. What players will find is a story that's point of view attempts to that that's point. What players will find is a story that's point of view attempts uh, to capture the political complexity of a modern present day revolution within a fictional context. We have attempted to tell a story with action, adventure, and heart, but that also isn't afraid to ask hard questions. Far Cry is a brand that in its DNA seeks to have mature, complex themes balanced with levity and humor. One doesn't exist without the other, and we have attempted to achieve this balance with care. My only hope is that we are willing to let the story speak for itself before, before forming hard opinions on its political reflections. Thank you for reading, Novin. Gary, what a, you've written a thing or two. Sometimes about revolutions, sometimes about rebels, sometimes about, you know, Denzel Washington. My question for you is, do you, what do you think of this statement? Do you think games should be political? Um, first of all, almost all art that's worthwhile is political. Um, there's really no way to avoid it. Politics is life and life is politics. Mm -hmm. Politics affects all of us every day, whether we realize it or not. And if you're not going to reflect that in your art, what are you doing? Why bother? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when people say, oh, keep politics out of this and that, and you know, it's, it's ridiculous. You cannot do that. It's like saying, why don't let, let's, let's keep reality out of this. Now, I think... <sighs> I mean, you, I mean, you're so right. I mean, you're right. We all know this, right? Superman's political. Superman was created during the rise of fascism in Europe. 
Star Wars is political. Star Wars was made at the end of the Vietnam War, and you can you can see it there. Lucas has said it himself that it was that the Vietnam War heavily influenced what he was doing when he was writing Star Wars. So it's all in there, and we know this that most worthwhile art has is, is you know references politics and and social issues and and life and you yeah. know, it's it's all you know it's all tied in together. Um, I think the problem that we've had often with video games is that it's still an an immature medium narratively we're still figuring out how to have these you know these stories have real artistic and creative merit some do it better than others we're figuring it out the other problem is that many of these triple a games um which cost hundreds of millions of dollars are um you know the, the creators these developers are in the thrall of their big corporate paymasters i've said it a million times i'll say it again these big companies ubisoft activision electronic arts they're not they're not patrons of the arts their function is to increase shareholder value. And that's the, the, the bottom line is the bottom line. And this is why I think oftentimes you've seen companies like EA and more, more so I'd say Ubisoft and Activision you know, through, through the Call of Duty games and the Far Cry games have started to kind of get you know, more political in, in what they're doing. At the same time, denying that's what they're doing. They're really trying to have their cake and eat it. They, they, they want to intrigue people and create buzz and create headlines by pretending to be political. And yet at the same time, denying that that's actually what they're doing. And when you are, and the problem is it's not just in the optics of how the game is marketing and presented and what the developers say, it's that when you actually get into the games, they often just kind of pull all their punches because they're afraid of, of, of putting anyone off, especially these days, especially in America when politics um, is so polarized. The reason why they keep saying it's not political is it's simply because they're worried about, you know, potentially alienating 35% of their, of, their, of their consumer base. And so, you know, this frightens them. Uh, they they want to do it, but they don't want to do it. They kind of want to do it by half measures. What I thought was really interesting about Far Cry 6, and I do think we have now come to an inflection point, because I was watching this, uh, the, the press uh, conference stuff and the demos that were rolling sure. out over the last week, and I was looking at some of what Re Rebecca Valentine and other people in the, in the news uh, game, in the journalism uh, space were, were uh, reporting. What I thought was fascinating was not only did they say this Far Cry 6 isn't political in the initial presentation of it, they said it unprompted. That's what I thought was funny. It's like someone, like one of, one of the journalists that was in the room or at the presentation said the funny thing about it was we didn't even ask them if it was political. They just said it. They, like, they, they, uh, they unprovoked said, uh, this isn't political. As even, uh, and, and the sense is that I think a lot of journalists got, which I got, was that this is now or at least has been up until maybe maybe now there's going to be a change. But Ubisoft was like media training and development. Remember, talking points number one: not political, not political, not political. And so they and so like it's so it beat into them. They say it without even being asked. Now I think what's happened is the Streisand effect has kind of kicked in. Like of the course. more they say it's not political, the more we're talking about. Come on. You know, and so they, they they look over here. No, no, we, we know where we want to look. We want to look at the fact that this game is overtly political, but you're denying that it is. You're trying to have your cake and eat it. You cannot have it both ways. Is it or is it not political? We know it is. The question is, are you going to admit it? Um, or are you going to keep trying to, you know, kind of have your cake and eat it? And so I think it's very interesting. You can almost, I would say I want to be a fly on the wall, but I feel like it's not that difficult to figure out what happened. This past week, they they overdid that it's not political. They, they're releasing what looks like maybe the most political game they've ever done, while at the same time pushing the it's not political message to such a great degree that that schism has now become comical. 
and it's blown up in their face. All of, you know, We've seen so much written over the past week, like, come on, Ubisoft, you're fooling no one. This is getting embarrassing now that I think they finally kind of put all their marketing people and the developers and said, this isn't working. What we've been trying to do here, where we're making kind of political games, but at the same time pretending they're not political. It. Because again, this not, is the same it, conversation. It, 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 like we've tried it, no one's buying it. We've so had this we need, for the Division Two. We've had this for Far Cry Five. For like Division we've had Two, this exact for, we've seen yeah. it again and again and again. The Call of Duty games. You cannot make a game about a communist revolution or conflict in the Middle East or right-wing religious fundamentalists in the heartland of America and say that that's not political. Of course it fucking is. You are fooling nobody. And I think they have finally realized that. They've reached an inflection point where they've put all their people in the room and said, you know what, it's it's try, it's time to to change tack. This isn't working. It's just making us look silly. Yeah, you look silly. Yeah, you yeah, look, no one's, you, no you one's taking feeble. this seriously. You look, we yeah. you look weak-willed when you say that your games right. aren't political when they're so clearly have politics involved in them. So now, so now they're trying something else. Now they're trying if this can, message. Like they're admitting what we knew all along, which I think is better. Like, yeah, get behind it. Have the fucking balls. Have the courage of your convictions to get to to stand up and say what it is that you're doing. Cannot have it both ways any longer. And I, I don't. I'm not familiar with what you were talking about of them being unprompted and saying it. I, I'm reading. I want to go to IGN. Adam Bankhurst, who his original report on not make trying to make a political statement, also cites the gamer right where they're going through. But he pulls some quotes that I, I like for this discussion we're having. Right. So speaking of the gamer, uh, Navid uh, said that while he wants Far Cry Six to feel authentic and pay homage to guerrilla fighters from around the world and throughout history, the team also doesn't want to make it specifically about the current issues in Cuba or any other real world. Uh, location quote the original inspiration was guerrilla warfare and that is the guerrilla fantasy which is obviously tied to revolution we talk about guerrillas you think about the guerrillas in the 1950s and the 1960s we actually went down there to speak with actual guerrilla fighters who fought back then and we just really fell in love with their stories but we also fell in love with the culture and the people we met uh navid continued well, when we came out of that, it wasn't that we felt we had to do Cuba. We realized it's a complicated island, and our game doesn't want to make a political statement about what's happening in Cuba specifically. Beyond that, we're drawing inspiration from guerrilla movements uh, around the world and throughout history. For us, it felt like doing the island of Yara would help us tell the story while being very open with our politics and, and inspiration, end quote. Adam writes this. However, this doesn't mean the team plans on pulling its punches in regards to exploring how a revolution impacts the people involved and surrounding one. Quote, a revolution is complex and the people are going to and the people you're going to engage with are also complex. I use this line of philosophy, which is that every character has their own heartbeat. You just have to find it. We have this melting pot of motivational complexity uh, where we tried uh, to translate that into gameplay and the story. So tonally, it sort of already existed. But for us, thematically, unifying that into the guerrilla fantasy really felt pretty natural. End quote. Adam continues, this follows similar comments from Ubisoft, uh, from Ubisoft for games like The Division 2 and Far Cry 5, uh, staying politically impartial. However, Watch Dogs Legion uh, creative director Clint Hawking said, quote, I believe that it's our responsibility as creators of culture to talk about stuff that's real and that matters to people. I think Ubisoft is a bold company, has a willingness to explore issues and allow creative teams to engage with challenging subject matter, end quote. I, I want think the developers. This I is think what the I developers, want. My, my, my sense is, again, Ubisoft is really the... I'm glad that it was Ubisoft that finally changed their tack here. Maybe it'll make it easier for other developers and big companies to finally admit what it is that they're doing here. Ubisoft it is, it makes really political games. The Far Cry games are really political. The Watchdog games, what are they if not you know, a commentary on the surveillance state? And, you know, sure. it, uh, 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 it just goes on and on and on. Division. We, how to, uh, come on! 
it's so it, it's it's as plain as the nose on your face. And I think the developers have probably hated this, having to go out in front of media for a while and say something that they know is absurd. Oh, well, this isn't our, our game about guerrilla fighters in a uh, communist revolutionary um, Latin American state. It's not political. They, 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 it, it must taste like ashes in their mouth coming because they know it's bullshit. But their bosses have told them that they're not allowed to say this stuff because it will get them into trouble. At a higher level now, at a corporate level, Ubisoft is, and again, it's all about the. They've just said it's not like, oh, we want to embrace this because it's the right thing to do. They want to, they want to embrace it because they think they will make more money this way. Just, just remember, just remember, as every single decision is ultimately made uh, as a as a function of what will, what will ultimately allow us to make more money. So they don't get any praise for this because it's all motivated by greed every single time. I think, but but I I like the result. The out the the outcome is good for the developers and good for the public. We can now at least acknowledge that that the it is what it is, and we don't have to go around pretending and having more stories about oh Far Cry Seven, you know, which is about um, you know Russian dictatorship, and uh, that's not political though. Like whatever the next one's going to be, like at least they can come out of the gate saying yes, it is what it is. The question is beyond the marketing and beyond the optics and how they talk about it is will these games in their actual narrative content have the guts to follow through hmm. on you know what it is that they're saying they're saying if you want to make a political statement make it don't be afraid of like pissing people off you're going to piss people off anytime you get into anytime you make a political statement you're going to piss someone off because nobody agrees and here's this is such a fleshy topic there's so much to go off of and go with right where for what you're saying right now i think is the key to it is that if you're gonna make a game and say it's political, then you have to have a thesis and you have to execute on it. And that has to be part of your story. That has to be part of your narrative and you have to deliver on it. Right. That was the knock against far cry five. When we were talking about, you know, doomsday call, you know, off the grid, are they all right? Are, is it like this? Is it like that? So many people thought that when you got on your side of it and I didn't finish it cause I got bored with the game, but that the story and narrative overall was wishy-washy that it never really committed to being like, these are who these people are on their bat. And I think that's where Ubisoft and a lot of the developers get into trouble sometimes is that they come out with a game like the division two, which obviously I know so well. And they say, this game isn't political when in reality it's about, well, the fall of the American government and, you know, all these different people now fighting for it about a president who's, you know, well, I don't want to spoil what's going on in the division two timeline, but there's a lot of politics in there, but it's not politics, Democrat versus Republican. It's not politics. We're blaming uh, the left for this. We're blaming the right for that. It's about these groups that we've had to come up and yada, yada, yada. And so you say it's not political and that doesn't make sense. But then also you get into these, wishy-washy categories of who people are so then people project or have different interpretations or don't even think about it and they're just nameless enemies you're fighting that's right here if your game's political and we're talking about the effects of a revolution right and we're talking about what that's going to look like then yeah i hope they commit to that and there is a narrative thread that goes through and it isn't just i it, you know at hour 20 it's me shooting whatever creature to get their skin to make a better wallet to do the thing and i'm already ungodly powered and it's going to have the choice ending at the end where i go be a bad guy or I go be a good guy and it's like what, what are we what are you trying to say i want this game to say something if it's going if it, it, they're they're going to try to wrestle with it being political there's, there's there's a couple of things at play here first of all on the creative side the reality is that storytelling and the narrative skill set in video games is still somewhat nascent Right. We're just again, I said before, we're still kind of in the silent movie era of learning how to tell stories in video games. Video game developers are not um, necessarily storytellers by trade. We, they're learning how to become that. But it but, you know, caring about story is a relatively recent development that only really kind of kicked in over the over the course of the last 
10 years or so. So we're still, so, you know, you, you've got to develop the, 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 the skill set and the, you know, the storytelling muscles, not to say that there isn't great storytelling in video games. Of course there is brilliant, 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 but it's not, it's not necessarily widespread now, right now, which is why you're less likely to get, um, you know, a really great, you know, political story in say a Far Cry game than you would, you know, a prestige movie or a, or a piece of, you know, literature, uh, of you know of, of you know of a comparable level but we will get there the other thing is again because these things cost hundreds of millions of dollars uh at the end of the day the bean counters and the executives will sometimes say hey this very uh kind of you know controversial thing that you're doing in the game um let, let's dial that back a bit we don't want to piss too many people off so you know sure. I, to some extent i think they're also um you know their, their ambitions I mean, i'm just guessing but it's, an, it's a very educated guess you know i've been working in this business and adjacent businesses for a long time. I've been a part of these conversations. You want to say something that might be very daring and controversial and artistically might have a lot of merit, but the, the big boys upstairs are never going to let you. And you know, that's you when you start the, that back. It gets watered down, right? That's what right. you're talking about. I do wonder if in the division, the division two, you look at like the true sons at one point were, you know, was this ultra militant, you know, uh, we're doing this. Were they running around with a Gadsden flag? Were they, you know, proclaiming, you know, what the nation they think it really is and why it's the way it is. Like, and then you get that in there and it's, like, well, that might be off putting. So dial it back, dial it back. And you do just get, all right, cool. There's multiple factions. <laughs> there's this faction of firefighters we're fighting, and there's these guys, and there's that. I would, I would, I would just, I would just finish this one out by saying, ultimately, I think this is a, this is a, a, a positive step in the right direction. Yeah, the fact 100%. that they're now admitting what we all knew, like again, it, it really was becoming embarrassing for Ubisoft, and I think it did reach, you know, kind of the. I think the straw that broke the camel's back was this week when, like, so many people were saying, "Come on, like the games are getting more and more political in their setting and in their narrative, and you're doubling down more and more." On, on the fact that you that that's not that what we can all see you're doing you're saying you know, it's like you know uh, who are you going to believe me or your lying eyes like we can all see what it is and that schism has now reached such a point that it's now all kind of clear it was no longer sustainable it's all collapsed in on itself and now they finally what 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 an incredible what an incredible you know just marketing turnaround it's been in the, in the space of seven days to you know, try out the developers and say it's not political it's not political it's not political to, and a few days later all right it's political Yes, thank you for acknowledging what we all maybe maybe now we can well, all get on with it. And that's the thing, I, you know, for uh, Navit here and his thing talking about like, but if anyone is seeking a simplified binary political statement specifically about the current political climate in Cuba, you won't find it. Like, I feel for him, right? Because what we're talking about is this very complex issue that. You, you, I'm not trying to make a political statement about Cuba, right? But that gets lost, and it becomes I'm not trying to make a political statement. No, I'm trying to make a political statement about this, blah blah blah, like. I feel for where they are and what they're trying to do and what leeway they have, but then, yeah, trying to get the sound bite to someone and fucking it up and yada, yada, yada. These companies are terrified of losing money, Greg. Look what poor John Cena was forced to do the other day, apologizing <laughs> to China. He dared I'm sorry to say I said Taiwan, Taiwan is a country. To dare, to, dare, to dare say that Taiwan was a country. And it's not even like he said it in a beat. It was like an aside. Like it was just part of the sentence that he used. It's not like he went, Taiwan is a country. He just, he just said, hey, you know, Taiwan's the first country to get the new Fast and Furious movie. A few days later, again, you can see the meetings. Universal people are like, we cannot afford to lose those Chinese dollars. You need yeah. to, you need to get out there and apologize. It's just, it just, it, it's, it really, really leaves it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But again, this is this is the fucking reality of the world we live in. 
Number two on the Roper Report, less controversial news. Jamie Lee Curtis has tweeted, uh, first look at Kate Blanchett as Lilith in the Borderlands movie. Uh, it's a silhouette shot here. I think it looks kind of sick, but uh, Jamie's tweet reads, Welcome to Borderlands and a secret BTS shot I took of Lilith, our legendary heroine, psycho-blasting, vault-hunting vixen with a bad attitude. Hashtag Kate Blanchett from the brilliant minds of Borderlands film. Uh, the real Eli Roth, Gearbox, Picture Start, Lionsgate, uh, a Rod productions uh you know as just an outline i think it looks pretty good gary i thought that um picture was i'm not super duper excited about the borderlands movie just because i'm not super duper excited about borderlands i I like it i don't love it it's not it's not like wouldn't be in my top 10 of like which you know video games would you like to see turned into a movie but that doesn't mean it can't be really good they've got very very smart talented uh people working on it you know behind the scenes they've got a great cast that photograph actually like measurably Im- increased my uh, excitement for the um, for the movie. So what what a great picture that is! I don't know, you know Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I think she might be like a an amateur photographer. So it's obviously prof- it's not like just a behind the scenes snapshot. It's obviously professionally lit, professionally. Uh-huh. I mean, like this is so, like I got I mean, it's a, I it's got a, a proper press photograph. Release. I got a press release about this tweet. All right, there. This is a completely can PR beat or whatever of like yeah. we'll have Jamie Lee Curtis tweet out the photo and like all right, great, that's cool. And it's te- yeah. But it, it fucking works. I want to see what Kate Blanchett looks like as Lilith, the, you know, the siren from and the what I universe. like about the way that it's a perfect teaser photograph, right? Because it's in silhouette. You don't get, you obviously you don't see everything. Yeah. But what I love about it, and it speaks well to kind of the costume and the hair design and everything and just their general approach to this. She really, like, even in silhouette, really looks like a character out of the Borderlands universe, right? He yep. almost has like a cartoony, you know, he almost looks, he almost looks, it's a live action figure, obviously, but it looks like a cartoon uh, or a, you know, a character right out of the animated world of Borderlands. Like it has that slightly exaggerated uh, feel to it. That yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like it, the first sense of this movie I'm getting is that the aesthetic looks really, really good. Yeah, very exactly. And I'm I'm now very anxious to see what uh, she looks like and what the rest of the cast looks like and get some stuff from it. So we will yeah. have to wait and see what happens with the Borderlands thing. But speaking of wait and seeing, Greg Way. Number three on the Roper Report. We have yet more details on pre-E3 slash Summer Game Fest slash E3 uh, things for you. I just put them all into one because a whole bunch have happened since we were last live. Uh, number one, uh, Coke Media has announced a gaming event on June 11th at noon Pacific time. Of course, they are the people who have like Deep Silver, uh, you know, so like Saints Row, uh, Time Splitters, as we were talking about before. They've announced their own thing. Then today, Jeff Keighley tweeted out, new Summer Game Fest event alert, Netflix Geek Week Gaming, uh, streaming Friday, June 11th at 9 a.m. Pacific time, or 9 a.m. Pacific slash noon Pacific is what this tweet says, which can't be right. Uh, Jeff Keighley joins the Netflix Geeked uh, to debut shows and films based on your favorite games. Then, Battlefield tweeted out today, June 9th, 7 a.m., they're doing the Battlefield uh, 6 reveal at specific time as well. And then, so that's all pre-E3 stuff. E3 itself announced they're doing E3 awards. This reads, selecting from titles that will be showcased during the four-day live E3 2021 broadcast that begins Saturday, June 12th. Editors from IGN, GameSpot, PC Gamer, and GamesRadar Plus will determine the winners of the official E3 2021 awards show. Results will be announced during the last day of the broadcast, June 15th and that's a tuesday so there you go gary more events that you can shake a stick at everybody trying to get on this june 11th right before e3 kicks up on june 12th have you gotten excited a lot of news june is going to be very very busy for news 
What do you know? Do you know something? You know something else? You teasing something? You're no, doing? I mean, what just you based on what you just said. We, I mean, we know that you know? E3 yeah, is what coming. And what are you working on? What's going on with that other game? You're working, on? you're working on a thing, right? You're working on a game. You're doing a movie. I saw uh, Barrett post. Barrett posted a, a tweet earlier today that was like a bunch of crowdsourced uh, um, uh, predictions from the kind of funny community, and he said, "Oh, these predictions are wild." I, look, I actually thought they looked quite level-headed. They all, none, none of them would. If any of them came true, like none of them would shock me. They all looked pretty solid to me. And all, yeah, I think Bear was doing his own thing on his stream where he was going. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, but they all look pretty good to me. Of course, today, patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can come watch us record the kind of funny games cast where we are doing our E3 predictions and figuring out or guessing what we think will be happening at this show. And remember, I'm hosting E3. And as of yet, I still don't know what's happening, so I can't spoil anything. So, ha, 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 ha. I mean, I'm doing I know some, E3, I'm doing some E3 related later today, Greg. What are you doing? Tell me about it. Tell you, yeah, you'll know, you'll you find, you know, you'll see it when you see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you, am I going to see you during E3? Are you going to be in a presentation? Are you going to be up there? No, I'm doing, I'm doing a pre-recorded thing. So you are going to be in a something. You are going to be in a little something, huh? <laughs> you in the Xbox? You in the Bethesda? You in the uh, Square Enix? You, what are you doing over there, huh? You, you right in the Sonic? All, all, right. all good things to those who wait, Greg. <laughs> plus the shit that i'm doing as well we'll throw that in as well there's the good things and then there's my shit no no yeah we don't care about your shit we care about the video game stuff so all right cool cool all right have it your way uh number four on the roper report we have information on nvidia's new cards this is Haley williams over at GameSpot. nvidia revealed its latest gaming graphics cards the geforce rtx 3080 ti and the 3070 ti along with pricing and release date information the 3080 ti is set to launch on june 3rd for a price of 1200 bucks while the 3070 ti will be available on june 10th for 600 bucks if you're lucky nvidia is calling the 3080 ti its quote new flagship gaming gpu with specs that rival most uh top of the line 3090s uh, our sister site cnet reports it boasts more cores than the base 3080 including 80 rt cores which i've been told is a big deal 10,240 cuda cores and 320 tensor cores uh, its memory Ah, uh, you got to have a good CUDA core, Barracuda. Uh, his memory has also been upgraded to 12 gigabytes GDDR6X, a step up from the 3080, while not quite reaching the 3090s, 24 GB. And I think that might hurt in the long run, but you know, 20, you know, the 3090s, 24 GBs, that's just an insane amount of GBs. I saw, uh, I saw those tweets that Nvidia dropped, and I clicked on the replies having a pretty good sense of what they were going to be. And it was what I suspected. It was a lot of very unhappy people basically saying, what is the fucking point of announcing these? <laughs> they're all going to be sold out the second they're, they're, you know, dropped. Like the scalper bots are going to get them. It's outrageous. I don't know if you've seen what the scalper prices are like right now, even on the existing 38s and 3070s, you still can't get them anywhere. The scalpers have just hoovered them all up. And it's real. It's got to be so frustrating. Right now, if you're looking, oh, you know, sure. the only way to get the only way to get a 3080 or a 3070 or one of these high end cards is basically to buy a whole new system that already you know has one in it. But if you want to buy like just the card itself to upgrade, you know, to build a new PC or upgrade the one that you've got, forget about it. So you know, and and I understand the frustration. Nvidia, I think, is doing everything it can to try and mitigate this problem and get these cards into the hands of people that want to buy them for the actual retail price. But but the, the scalpers and the bots and the script kiddies out there have just made it impossible. And you're seeing that frustration in the response to these announcements. Hey, here's some cool new cards. And a bunch of people saying, yeah, but we can't buy them. So why are you even fucking telling us about them? It's it's, yeah. it's frustrating. And I and I feel I feel the pain out there in the PC gaming community right now. 
obviously I know nothing about it really, but I mean, I obviously I follow the news of, yeah, how hard the 3080 has been to get to period. And I know that's been ongoing for so long. It feels like the entire pandemic. So I mean, not yeah. just, I mean, the, all the way down the line, the 3080s, the 70s, the 60 TIs, like any, any car that like might well be worth getting. It's, you know, it's obviously the same right now with the Series X and the PlayStation 5. Basically exactly. any hardware that's worth having in the gaming market right now, you can't get it. And it's, it's because of these motherfucking scalpers. I, I don't know what the solution is, Greg, but something has to be done. Death squads? I don't know. But we got to do something. Isn't it crypto, people? Don't we just get over Dogecoin? The crypto yeah. fuckers are, are not helping. Um, you know, but it's, you know, I, I think the cryptos are probably like the, the lion's share of it. But it's also just people that, that you know, are, are just buying them to resell them because they know there's a, there's a market for them. I, I, the, I think it was like a $300 graphics card. Um, it's like 1200 bucks, like four times the markup they're selling these things. It's absolutely outrageous. And I, I, I wish there were some kind of solution. I mean, if Sony and Microsoft and, and NVIDIA by now can't figure out how to deal with these people, maybe, maybe this is just the fucking new reality. It, it sucks. I hope it isn't reality. You know what I mean? Mainly for the console people, but for UPC people too, I guess. You know, just don't let that be the reality. Fifth and final on Europa Report today. Uh, PlayStation's public Evo attorneys have been announced. I'm reading from Jordan Oleman over at IGN.com. Uh, Sony has revealed an, a set of open format fighting tournaments ahead of Evo 2021. The Evo community series was revealed on the PlayStation blog today. Dubbed a global celebration of the fighting game community, the ECS takes place between June 10th and August 3rd and will feature more than 120 tournaments around the world with $74,000 in total prize money available as competitive. PlayStation made a meaningful move into the FGC esports scene when it acquired the Evolution Championship Series in March 2021. And this is is its first public move into expanding the event. Three PlayStation-hosted tournaments will also take place during the ECS, starting with the PlayStation Tournament's FGC Arcade Evo Edition, which runs between June 10th and June 12th. North American and European competitors with active PlayStation Plus subscriptions can duke it out for the chance of taking part of the $20,000 prize pool in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, and Tekken 7. You can get information on the rest of those tournaments over on the playstation blog gary i assume you're going to enter i the one thing that i like about eva because you know fighting games are not my thing i actually i actually took place in a mortal Kombat tournament um that giant bob did you know, giant bomb did many years ago and sure. i think i actually got into the second round wow i wasn't like a complete scrub sure uh but no, I'm, I'm i'm a button masher i can't do combos i can't do fatalities i don't know how to play these games i just mash the buttons and until somebody beats me it's, it's not my thing and it's also one of those things where i'm watching you know evo's a big deal all the clips go viral and someone says oh my god look at this most the most amazing thing that anyone's ever done in a fighting game and i watch a clip and i'm like i i, I don't I, he beat the other guy but i don't know what yeah, he did, to do won, it. Like, I, did I just yeah, saw a lot yeah. of fists and, and things flying around um, you know, it's one of those things you've really got to understand the, the, the game to appreciate. It. And obviously there is a big market that loves this kind of stuff. It's not for me. The one thing that I do kind of enjoy, there's always a lot of drama around um, Evo. I don't know what it's something about the fight. I think there's a certain amount of toxicity in the fighting game community. There's always some drama. There's always like someone that gets kicked out. There's always, even when just they announce the game, you know, because every year they, 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 you know, they, they decide which other fighting games that should, it's not, it's not the same every year. It's like this, yeah. this is going to be this year's games at, 
uh, Evo. And then some, you know, some games make the cut and so, you know, last year's games may not be there. They might introduce a new game. And there's always drama over what games get picked. So I, enjoy, I kind of enjoy the drama just on kind of a human train wreck level. But I, I, watching, the, <laughs> watching the footage, I, I, you know, it's, I, I, don't, I, I can't tell you what the hell's going on. Well, you know what could tell you what the hell's going on? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. If you go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get a bunch of exclusive shows we only do there. You could get this show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And more importantly for right now, you could get this show ad free. But guess what, Jack? You're not watching this show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So let's hear about our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. Did you forget that one thing at the store? Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner, check. Deodorant, check. Morning pick-me-up from Dunkin', check. Get everything you need whenever you need it with DoorDash. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash to get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered to you in under an hour. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want, where you want it from, and your items will be left safely outside your door with the contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Australia, and now Canada, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from local national restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Factory. How do I, Greg Miller, know so much about DoorDash? Well, I use DoorDash all the time in fact i used it this morning jen woke up uh, and was like you know what i really want a bagel we ordered bagels here i'm, I'm using the dash pass so i don't even pay for delivery fees but that's not even what they want me to talk about in this ad they just want you to know that doordash is rad and i can confirm because i'm greg miller and i ate bagels with it today for a limited time our listeners can get 25 percent off and zero delivery fees on their first order of 15 dollars or more when you download the doordash app and enter the code games 2021 for our canadian listeners use the code games ca that's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES2021 in the U.S. and GAMESCA in Canada. Don't forget, that's code GAMES2021 and GAMESCA for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, why it is Magic Spoon. Guess what? When you were growing up, you probably loved cereal. You said yum, yum, yum as you put it in your tum, tum, tum. But then you became an adult and you started looking at all the stuff that's in cereal. You started looking at all the nutritional values and you said, no, this is all sugary garbage and I won't have it. Well, don't worry about that anymore. Magic Spoon is here to save the day. You can cut down on the carbs, the sugar, the unhealthy food, all with Magic Spoon. Zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams grams of carbs in each serving. Also, only 140 characters. You can try Magic Spoon's best-selling flavors in a four-flavor variety pack, including cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. So cocoa, which is chocolate, but not chocolate. Fruity, frosted, peanut butter. Why do we know so much about these flavors? Well, it's because Gia's friend has been using Magic Spoon, and she has been enjoying it. She says it's delicious. She likes, I believe, fruity the best is what she said, and I sound like I would like that one, too because that sounds like my kind of flavor. You've heard my stories of me eating cereal dry out of a cup. I don't know. You want to put milk on your magic spoon. That's your own business. Greg Miller is going to, he's, I'm going to eat it raw when I get it. Just right into the cup, right into my mouth. Let me taste all the fruity flavors. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. Click the link below. 
to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use the promo code KFGD at checkout to get 5% off any order or go to magicspoon.com slash KFGD. That's right, audio listeners. I'm not going to leave you out, leave you in the lurch. You're in a car right now magicspoon.com slash kfgd don't worry about the link below and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed by a 100 happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund 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 your money no questions asked so click the link below and use the code kfgd for five dollars off or go to magicspoon.com slash kfgd to save five dollars today that was a good ad. That was a good ad. Patreon people, don't worry. Though. It was, you, you did a good job by supporting us. Uh, Gary, why don't you support me? Because I'll tell you what. I miss us hanging Wait, out. I'm, I'm going somewhere. Don't worry. I miss us hanging out. And so we should go back. We should we can go to restaurants again soon. We can kind of do it already. We should get back to it. We are doing a weekly Gary and Greg date. We can you were doing some again. wings, right? You want to go exactly. get some wings? We're Let's both vaccinated, right? Wings. What's to stop us? Exactly. But Gary, our wing date is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came into the mom and grab shop, where would I go? Oh, now you got me all excited about the wings. You I'm excited about the wings, the wings too, wings. brother. Let's get the wings. Oh, by the way, um, so, you know, we were going to Buffalo Wild Wings. You know what I've also discovered has opened in that same area, sure. um, which I actually personally prefer, but I want to get your opinion, Wingstop. Oh, I love Wingstop, yeah. Yeah, let's go to Wingstop next time. But do they have like outdoor seating or whatever? I think so. I mean, it's not like a big giant place like Buffalo. I mean, I'll I'll go wherever you want. It's all about the wings are secondary to the scintillating conversation. Conversation. Uh, The official list of upcoming software on each and every platform as um, listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Panda Swap is available on mobile. DreamWorks Spirit, Lucky's Big Adventure on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Wreckfest on PS5. Operation Tango, PS5, PS4, Xbox all around, and PC. Uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood expansion comes to PC and Mac. Uh, Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown is on PS4. Uh, Necromunda Hired Gun is on PS5, PS4, Xbox all around. X, or that's still Xbox all around. PC. Ghosts and Goblins is on PS4, Xbox One, PC. Stonefly is on PS5, PS4, Xbox all around, Switch, and PC. Carnivore's Dinosaur Hunt is on Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. Going Medieval is on PC. Just in Danger is on PC. Red Dead Online's Bounty Hunters can earn a variety of bonuses this week alongside gifts for prestigious and new bounty hunters and much more across the frontier. Uh, as I already said, actually, I should put this in new dates then, but I already kind of, I mean, now. The Elder Scrolls Blackwood's available on PC and Mac. I've said that part. However, uh, oh, and Stadia players. Sorry, Stadia. Uh, you can also then, that'll be coming to Xbox all around and uh, PlayStation 5 on uh, Play, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, all the Xbox all around June 8th. Sorry about that. I, I fucked that one up bad. Um, Mondoku is now available on iOS. Uh, Trilogy Kingman is out on Steam. And then, Enter Watchdogs Legion of Watchdogs Legion of the Dead is part of Title Update 4.5. It's out on PC right now in Alpha. You can go kill zombies in the uh, Watchdogs universe. Got me excited. I was like, oh, maybe I'll re-download Watchdogs to my PS5. And then of course I find out it's just a PC Alpha right now. I'm like, man, don't you have a PC with a 3080? Yeah, but I don't want to. I can. I want to be able to. Oh, you got you there, bitch! It's such such an injustice (laughs) that all these people out there in the world are so desperate. These true diehards, don't stand on your little who would give up their who would give their right arm for a 3080, and you've just got one sitting there gathering dust because you think all it can do is play TurboTax. 
you Gary, son of a bitch. Gary, Think of the Nobel Prize laureates, the poets, uh, the people who are changing the world every day and have a thousand Twitter followers. I have 1.2 to fucking bitch about Ghostbusters, all right? The world isn't fair, <laughs> and it's time everybody got in line and understood that and supported me, all right? I'm sorry that there are so many talented musicians, actors, actresses out there that go on YouTube and can't get a subscriber to save their life. I don't know why God blessed me with all of this. It's yeah, that's all man. That draws you in. Like bees to honey. Here we are. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. How did did my accusation that you're letting a 3080 gather dust while there are many that would love to have one turn into you flexing about the number of of followers you have? (laughs) I'm saying life's not fair. I understand right now there's some kid watching this right now. He's got it on a second thing. He's playing Warzone over here on his widescreen, and it's chugging, and it's running like shit. And he's like, man, I am such a PC gamer. I can't believe that I don't have a 3080. Then he finds me. Just what? All I do is open Google Chrome documents on this thing, but I got one. I'm sorry, kid. I'm sorry that life worked out that way, all right? If it makes you feel Holy any better, shit. I just saw it today. Jason Reitman announced that June 8th is Ghostbusters Day, and he's doing a live presentation with some clowns at IGN. You can't, you can't, Max Scoville can't imagine, pick up the fucking Greg, phone to call me. Just imagine, Greg, they did a super secret screening of Ghostbusters with the cast and crew, and they Don't invited some piece of Don't shit that has never heard of Ghostbusters, doesn't give a shit about it. It's like, whatever, I kind of read it. Yeah, I kind of wasn't really watching it. I was kind of looking at my phone. It's, and they invited that motherfucker instead of you. That's the shit that you're pulling right now with this 38. I know. There's no way for me to balance the karma scales, though, Gary. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah, I mean, Kevin knows I can't take this thing out of there. And just, even if just, I did, just, I can't toss just, it outside. Scalpers are coming, apparently. Just, just, to be clear, just to be clear, we could have given it to Mike, but Greg said, I want it. Mike's computer sucks. And no, I needed it for that stream we did. You want to come rip it out, Kevin, and go give it to Mike? I come you have my cold dead hands. Now that I <laughs> have it, I know thought. it's good. I'm not giving <laughs> it away. All right. That is oh what I thought. God. I thought you'd go Mike, dark Mike's right there. Internet, you couldn't even see the benefit of it. Not to mention Mike shouldn't be playing PC. He hosts an Xbox conference uh, podcast. He should be on that. Well, poor Mike is in the in, in, is in the chat right now. He's not he's not a happy chappy. His internet's so bad, he's 30 minutes behind. He's still reacting to us talking about Far Cry. All right, don't worry about what's happening over here. New dates for you. Alba, a wildlife adventure, is coming to PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox all around, Nintendo Switch on Wednesday, June 9th. What I'll point out for you is that I'd never heard of Alba, a wildlife adventure. However, I watched the trailer for it, and I'm very excited for it. It's like a free-roaming Pokemon snap. Where you're learning uh, that, about that is concert. a terrific game. Uh, it was actually it was an it was an Apple Arcade exclusive for a while. Okay. We played it on the Apple TV with the Xbox controller, which is a thing you can do. Sure. Um, my home. kid absolutely loved it. It's a very short game, very small game. She beat it in a weekend, uh, but she loved it. She wants to be a vet when she grows up, and it's basically a game where you go around like taking care of animals that you know need you know help. You know, they, they've got sick sure. or they're endangered in, in some way. Beautiful, beautiful graphics. It's really, really cute, especially if you like those kind of games or if you got kids that like those kind of games alba is actually that's a really strong recommendation i enjoyed it a lot well june 9th we can all try it and not have to worry about apple arcade uh crisis remastered trilogy is coming to pc and consoles this fall uh little witch academia vr broom racing is coming to psvr oculus and steam vr on july 15th lego builder's journey comes to pc and nintendo switch june 22nd dungeon escape will arrive on consoles june 2nd uh, on the switch playstation 4 and xbox one Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town <laughs> is coming to Nintendo Switch on June 8th. Man, Kevin, I remember having the Curse of Bone Town junior high ish. You know what I mean? Just the curse. <laughs> and that, 
Adam Bankers at IGN reports EA has announced that Need for Speed Carbon, Need for Speed Undercover, Need for Speed Shift, Need for Speed 2 Unleashed, and Need for Speed The Run will be removed from digital storefronts beginning today, May 31st. That was yesterday, actually. But if you're hankering for some Need for Speed, be careful on that one. Deals of the day, believe it or not, I got a ton. So strap in, everybody. Uh, we have new PlayStation Now games popping today. On uh, PlayStation Now, you can get The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, Game of the Year Edition, Virtual Fighter 5, Ultimate Showdown, Slay the Spire, Sonic Mania, Sonic Forces, Team Sonic Racing, and Car Me- Mechanic Simulator. Then, our friends over at Knockout City had this tweet. In honor of Pride Month, our LGBTQ plus developers are delighted to bring all brawlers a set of 21 free pride player icons it's a small gesture uh, but our reminder that knockout city is a place for everyone to use these codes pause the game select more and then redeem the code Uh, if you wanted to go to the knockout city twitter you could find the specific code for the specific logo you're looking for but the following code gets you all 21 uh 52 t3 bm jd 3q nl bq wb lwk9 if that wasn't enough to kick off Pride Month, don't nod, put up the following. June is Pride Month, a time for LGBTQIA plus communities to celebrate who they are. This year, Pride Month comes at a, a period of intensifying bigotry and harmful legislation against trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people in many parts of the world. This Pride Month, we're making Tell Me Why free on all platforms, Xbox consoles, Windows 10, and Steam from June 1st, 2021 through June 30th, 2021. Wow. Downloading Tell Me Why will give you permanent access to the title on the platform of your choice even after Pride Month is over. That's Uh, a big deal because that's a relatively new game still. That's not that old. No, yeah. I mean, what a year old, less than a year over a year old. And yeah, as usual with what don't knob does so well, gives you a glimpse into somebody else's lives and lets you walk a moment in their shoes. So I, I have played episode one. If you remember of tell me why I liked it a lot and then just fell off and never came back to it. I'll finish it this month because I really did enjoy it. And this is a great thing. So go don't download. Tell me why. And you know, experience something different and then xbox game pass has some updates for you and new dates wild at heart is on the cloud for uh, is on the cloud available today uh for honor is coming to cloud and console june 3rd backbone is coming to pc on june 8th and then darkest dungeon comes to cloud console and pc june 10th gary mm. we ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show with their questions comments concerns uh, of course I have a bunch of questions. I have a few of them for you. When we get to the post show, we'll be doing that. You can get on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, but also on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in with your squad up requests. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Golden Clyde 65 needs help on PlayStation. Golden Clyde 65's PlayStation username is Golden Clyde 65, all one word with the numerals. <laughs> hey guys, I like to expand my friends list for Call of Duty multiplayer. Full disclosure, my stats are extremely average, but I'm wondering if I'll improve by playing with fewer randos. I'm on the East Coast and online most nights and some of the weekends. Uh, I'll jump into Warzone 2 if that's your bag. I'm also looking forward to the Elder Scrolls Online PS5 upgrade next week, so add me for that as well. If you want to shoot some people or go into Tamriel with Golden Clyde 65, hit them up. PSN, Golden Clyde 65. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we mess up as we mess it up. 
so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. There you go. There you know. We're still doing this, are we? Asking people to write in with the things and that we got wrong. And this is when we a don't rare get one. things wrong. This is a rare one where there are two your wrongs here, and both of the people trying to your wrong us are the ones who are wrong. I mean, that's Katie, I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it is these days. Katie motherfucking G, a longtime supporter of Kind of Funny, comes in and says, I missed the start of the show, so you might have already talked about this. Andrea tweeted, we already talked about this. If you're not going to be here on time, I don't in, – in school, I didn't miss – the first part of a French lesson, walk in. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry. Did uh, stand up? I'm 30 minutes late. Did we say bonjour? Did we say bonjour? Because I think that's how this show is supposed. To, the class is supposed to start. I'm 30 minutes late. It's Katie G. Sit the fuck down and wait for us to say au revoir. Uh, you, you, all right. This used to be my job, Greg, but I've noticed you've really been going in hard on some of the best People friends. People need lately. to understand sometimes how I am the quiet lion. All right. I'll let you out there. You're you're a young cub lion. You're playing with the butterflies. You get sometimes, but I'll come out if I have to, and I'll bat you with my paw. I'm missing one of my fingers. Why, Kevin? Why, Kevin? I don't know the mouse. Poacher snuck in in the middle of the night. You think he he didn't he didn't? Okay, I say poacher. Actually, I snuck into his tent, and he was sleeping (laughs) there with his family. I don't know if he was a poacher, but I put one of my fingers in his mouth. This motherfucker bit it off, so then I bit him. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) another you're wrong. That's not actually wrong. Is nanobiologist nanobiologist sniffing glue is at his desk and says, "Greg, you missed stoneflies out today." No, I didn't, motherfucker. I actually said stonefly. PS5, PS4, Xbox all around, and PC. Right between Ghosts and Goblins, Carnivores, Dinosaur Hunt. I need you to clear your fucking ears, Nano. Clear out your fucking ears, and then go back and listen to it. Then you can write in to apologize just like KDG did. KDG writes in and says, I'm sorry, Greg. I've let you and myself down. I'll think hard about what I've done and make sure it never happens again. There you go. That's what we want to say. That's all we want. All we want you to do is come on, support the shows, do it on Patreon, and yeah. apologize. Yeah, and if, you, and if you're going to tell us we got something wrong, <laughs> fucking come correct. Don't embarrass yourself because you're going to get fucking kicked out. You're going to get know. sent home with a letter for your parents. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to sign it. Greg Miller. They're going to have to sign it. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, they know you fucked up in school. It sucks. If you're new to the show, by the way, too, remember this is a, we love our audience and we're all friends here, and so we just like giving each other shit. So it's not I'm not really mad at these people, and they're not really mad at me. They like it. They like they like it. They like it rough, right, Kevin? They love it that way. All right, good. Uh, listen, short week, obviously. Next uh, tomorrow it'll be Wednesday. You get blessing and Andy. Thursday it'll be me and Tim. Friday it will be me and blessing. If you're watching live on Twitch, Kevin, what's about to happen? Uh, you're going to go and they're going to watch, uh, some people play call of duty and I think some fun clips, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That could be it. That could be it. it no, that's Twitch it. Stream. That's it. We, we got uh, Andy's and probably Nick. on there. Nick, it's Nicholas, yeah, Mike, Andy, Nick, and they're, they're doing yep. it. You know what I mean? You doing the PC streaming. Everyone except for Mike has really good internet. So it's going to look pretty good. Two thirds of the time. Well, I got bad internet. Can I still get the 30 or eight? No, you can't Mike. You know what I mean? How many times has Kevin got to tell you about this Elon Musk internet? It'll beam it right to your brain. Get it. Nah, I looked uh, it. It doesn't, it, the speeds aren't good there. No, I know, no forget it. But I guess yeah. he has an excuse. Yeah. Uh, Gary and I are going to go do a post show. You can catch it later. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Uh, if you miss the stream and you want to see a bunch of clowns play Warzone, remember you can go to our newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash kind of funny plays. Get every daily stream archived there. Uh, however, 
Thanks for watching this show. Thanks for being a part of this show. Of course, be a part of it. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Watch it later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games or listen on podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get it, thank you for supporting it. Uh, consider subscribing, liking, sharing, ring the bell, tell your friends, leave a review. Every little bit helps us. Until next time, I'm Greg. That's Gary. And you've been KFAF. <laughs>